Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> That's the best intro to a podcast yet. Just the cackle. The cackle. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, animal, minerals, vegetables, small cubes gelatinous orbs whoever you are whatever you are wherever you are this is the waypoint uk podcast episode 15 i am mike diver i'm opening a beer as has everybody else uh, for this particular podcast because we're going back in time and sometimes we need little assistance on that journey because we're all getting on a bit our bones are not what they were we don't get enough calcium mainly because we drink too much beer these days I'm joined for this flashback. That's not a part. It's kind of is a but Anyway, <laughs> that will be revealed later on. Um, what could you bye, be talking about? No I don't know what I'm talking man. about right now. I, I haven't even drunk this beer yet. I've just opened it. And just the fumes alone are putting me off my game. Ian Dransfield is with us. Hello. Uh, Ian Dransfield, who was on the first ever, 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 ever Vice Gaming podcast. A blast from the past. Which never came out to the public. A blast from the unknown Issue past. zero. Issue Maybe. zero, yeah. indeed. Like that issue of Amiga Power that gave away with Amiga Format back in the day. Yes. Except people did get to see that, so nothing like that at <laughs> A all. good parallel, <laughs> Yeah. given where we're going. Um, to, although I guess that would have been late 80s. Early 90s. Early About 91-ish, I think. I bought a lot of magazines back then. I bought all the magazines. They were mainly Sega ones, less so Amiga ones. I've actually broken my nail opening that can of beer. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to shout out that the brewery, is. but that that is uh, I've broken my nail. <laughs> You'll write an angry email Genuinely to the customer have. services. Um, the other voice you can hear in the room is that of uh, well, regular listeners will probably recognise him by now because he does keep showing up. Steve Burns. Hello. Hi, Steve. How's What's it going? Up? Yes, it's going well. Uh, I mean, you're erect right now, at least, uh, which is something. Uh, well, yeah, my body is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not my mind. No, well, we're going to work on sharpening that. As we Your mind is quite flaccid. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. they say about flaccid mind? No. <laughs> I'm starting to worry that we may be arrested or just you know, no government would deem this intro legal or even sane. I, I, I worry that people the, uh... don't find it interesting and they've already turned <laughs> off. So I should probably pull them right back by talking about, right, this is, this is what we're doing today, okay? You may have noticed in the news this, the, the announcement, the confirmation of the SNES Mini, the Nintendo Classic Mini colon Super Nintendo Entertainment System, to give it its full name. Now, this is important or interesting to people of my age, of Ian's age, of Stephen's age, because we remember the SNES the first time, right? Mm-hmm. But we I also remember, remember past, its yeah. main competitor, <laughs> the 16-bit Sega Mega Drive. Now, I'm going to do a concession here because I understand at least three people in America listen to this. The Genesis. It's not the Genesis. Genesis. Do you know what pisses me off about the Mega Drive? Or today's appreciation of the Mega Drive? If you search for the Mega Drive on Wikipedia, it says Sega Genesis. Yes. And it says Genesis brackets mega drive in every territory apart from north america yes so what the fuck's happened there clearly more mega drives were bought worldwide than genesis why does it say genesis on wikipedia it's true it's true make a formal complaint i will register well you know me and wikipedia we don't have a good back like 
history. No. no. You used to have a Wikipedia page. I had page, a Wikipedia page. It was removed. I was deemed not it's getting, important enough. It's getting personal now. It's very well between me and exactly. Wikipedia. Um, but yes, ostensibly, and I have to say ostensibly, because I think we've all played and enjoyed these consoles in relatively equal measure. Um, did I even? Yes, I think I did. I'm, I'm looking at this like, wait a minute. And go again. No, we're all good. We are recording. I had that crazy <laughs> feeling then that somewhere along the line, something had gone horribly wrong. This is a good start. I, I love the fact that this is done as live as well. So we just leave all this in. Yeah, I like how it's taken you 15 episodes to get to this level. I know, right? I really set something I in think, motion I th- in that I think foundation it's more episode. The, I think it's the return to the original three that's done it <laughs> in so many ways. But we, we, all, we all played SNES. We all played um, Mega Drive as well. Um, I'm kind of being impartial as best I can on this discussion of the pros and cons, the perks and nerks, the ups and downs of these 16-bit behemoths because other 16-bit consoles and computer systems were available we don't talk about those they don't matter in the grand scheme but ian is you're kind of representing nintendo i'm gonna say yeah i mean it does go deeper than that it's not just black and white and i have my my stories my tales of my fandom but i'd say i do fall firmly in the camp of nintendo in this particular discussion and steve (laughs) you're kind of repping sega in as much as Ian's already doing Nintendo, so you don't have a choice. I know you had both as a Wii nipper. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you, you're I not I had the now. Mega Drive first and a lot earlier. So. Well, it came out earlier, Steve. Yeah, it We did, can talk but, about that. Yeah, but I got the SNES way towards the end. Of its lifetime. Of its it had life. a long it lifetime again. Up, so if, really, if you'd really have quick. had it for long, you know. Yeah. I mean, I did get the Mega Drive before the SNES, but we're talking... I mean, I don't remember the exact timing, but I was a child and you know, everything takes forever when you're a child. Yeah. This took no time at all, even in my child's memory. So it must have oh, really? been like the month later. It's like, on that note, 94 was a bad year, but 95 was better. And you know why? Because the wrestling pay-per-views were better. There you go. 94 was fucking terrible. Because the wrestling pay-per-views. Because you know, as a kid, I was like nine don't years old. Don't act like you don't know. All I cared about was wrestling and video games. I met my wife in 1995. Right. Anyway, how old are you? That's genuinely true. We've just celebrated, if we can, now that we're married, our, um, hang on, how many years is it since 1995? Is that 22 years? 22 years. 22nd anniversary of, anyway. Um, so feel, the SNES Mini. you may have undershot this on the age. I know, I know. Um, hey, we're part of Vice. We're a millennial company. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm just slightly too old for a millennial apparently. apparently I don't know I thought something the other day the cut off point is I, variable I've had this discussion yeah. many times with people what even is a millennial if we don't it's know it's a marketing term how can we market to it indeed it, it is just the marketing term indeed um, but the SNES Mini is coming out September 29th with 21 games you've probably read about it if not you can find all that information on Waypoint what was interesting to me um, not only because you know it's always nice to talk about Sega versus quote marks uh, Nintendo is that there's a new Sega coming out as well it's unofficial I guess I don't know how this works it's another of those kind of weird licensed plug-in jobs because the SNES Mini is just here's all your games in a little box that looks like a SNES not an SNES before anyone says anything oh my oh, goodness God. what was that about <sighs> too many Twitter, people was, yeah saying it's not SNES no it is SNES oh it's absolutely yeah. SNES um, there's no but there's discussion a, on that I think called the Sega Genesis flashback again not not Mega Drive um, maybe that's because the marketing is coming from the US, which is made by AT or At Games, and that promises 85 games built in, but a lot of them are 
garbage. Okay. You know, there, there's there's a handful of ones that you would recognize. So let me just give you some examples. On the SNES Mini, for instance, you get your F-Zero, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, depending on what part of the world you lived in beforehand, Donkey Kong Country Country, Donkey Kong Country, ATM um, Machine, Earthbound, Link to the Past, Secret of Mana, Super Metroid, Punch-Out, Yoshi's Island, Mario RPG, Super Mario World, obviously... It's- just a list of phenomenal it's games and Donkey Kong Country. A bunch of amazing <laughs> games. On the Genesis Flashback, however, you get four, four whole Alex Kid games. Or Alex the Kid, if you're an idiot. I mean, I didn't know they made four for the Mega Drive, but there you go, they have. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, but not the original. Uh, you get Sonic 2 and Sonic and Knuckles, but not Sonic 3 or Sonic 1. By the by, This is from the official listing as well. Alien Storm, Altered Beast, Vector Man, and sequel, Eternal Champions, Fantasy Star 1, 2, 3. It's not as good, is it? It's still a solid list. I mean... Those gaps in the the sequels there, and then the series, sorry, are strange. The difference, I should say, is that this, the Genesis one does, it's got a cartridge slot. So if you've got old Mega Drive games, Genesis games, you can pop them in the top. I don't know where it works, how it works in terms of region locking, actually. I, I'm guessing it's... They, there's been just, things like this before and they tend to strip that out. Yeah, I, I imagine it is. But but we want to go back to, he says, 10 minutes into a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we want to go back to kind of what made these consoles what they are and see if we can kind of finally decide, I suppose, between the three of us, which, which, which was the better? Which was the better system? I think with careful discussion and our many many years combined experiences as gamers oh yeah i hate to say that we will definitely be able to probably crack this we've we've got a century of gaming experience between us right yeah i mean i've got at least 63 years (laughs) (laughs) i ran mine up because i used to buy so many magazines well there you go exactly for every magazine you consume it's an extra four months onto your experience yeah. yeah i think so yeah especially if you've got like some kind of a binder to keep them all in so i didn't have a binder i had a floor (laughs) <laughs> a floor is also good did you put them cover up or cover down because sun damage can be a thing just on the floor and my bedside cat unit right now is actually just an old stack of edge magazines <laughs> i'm 37 <laughs> i can't afford furniture <laughs> but one of them they do go back as far as 1997 however so you know Ooh. hey come at me you're a noob boys <laughs> you know i've at least been reading about this stuff for a long time um Longevity and legacy is where I've started my notes, which allows us to look at which system made the biggest splash at the time, which was more desirable, and we can go into which had the best UK launch lineup. Now I can tell you about those launch lineups. If, yeah, I was going to say, if I, it would I help, may you. need reminding. Um, so the Mega Drive came out in the UK, which is where we are, um, in November 1990, priced at 190 pounds. Now in real money today, that's nearly 400 pounds. And its launch titles were, deep breath for this, Altered Beast, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, Columns, Space Area 2, Super Thunderblade, and Thunder Force 2. No Sonic, obviously. He wouldn't come out for a, about pretty much exactly a year after that, if I remember rightly. I think Sonic was November 91, uh, possibly September. Anyway, the SNES came out April 1992, just around about my birthday, for £150, with Super Tennis, Super Mario World, and F zero. Now, if you were, as we all were, <laughs> young teenagers at the time, or, or perhaps just before our teenage years, um, you know, you look at those lineups, look at those games available from the very beginning, and what 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 do we think is better? What do we think was better? 
by the time the SNES is out, you've got two years of extra gaming experience. Well, this pretty is what much. This is why you let's ignore the time. Break it down to like that's, what that's you get. Yeah, it was over a hundred reasons to choose something mega versus six reasons to choose something super. But that is it's it's aiming at your childish brain and saying hey look there's lots more rather than super mario world one of the greatest games yeah. of yeah. all time i mean i would trade all of those launch titles for the mega drive for super mario apart world. from alex kid obviously which is oh, a greatest platforming uh, series Castle, of all time though. oh just phenomenal just pure class through and through but you know you, you you're launching a mega drive and you're saddling people with something like altered beast which people to this day <laughs> still was think was actually good packaged with it oh god did it's they want to turn people game. off can we all agree that's a terrible game see what burns has to say oh i i agree i think it's uh i'll say that for as a kid and obviously sony uh, sony sega and then sony later were like we wanted to appeal to to have a coolness about it and at one point it was you know baditude radical mm. and then later on it cyber was razor cut and, you know, we'll get to that ian he Come turns on. into a you know he's a, he's a police officer but if he kills enough people, he turns into a robot. It's like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I've seen that movie, kind of. Uh, and <laughs> I'm so listening. I, I think with Outward Beast, the thing was, if he kills was, enough people, he turns into a dragon. Into, yeah, exactly. <laughs> After doing a lot of steroids, apparently, because he just pumps. <laughs> I must admit, he gets the mass. I must admit that transition screen was always cool. When you got that yeah. fire, it was like. It wasn't so, just that he turned into other things. And other oh yeah, it was like, everybody uh, forgets that because nobody remembers beyond the first the, level yeah, because yeah. it was so bad. It was a dragon late in the second level, I want to say. Yeah, no one remembers this. No one remembers anything else. uh, The end of the first level boss was just a big thing with a head at the top that chucked other heads at you. It was was the game that everybody played, so it's the game everybody remembers. And when you just remember something rather than remembering what you actually played of it, you tend to think, oh, that's my childhood. That was good. No, it's terrible. It's a bad game. What it did have, and I think what a lot of the earlier Mega Drive stuff had was... It had big or biggish sprites. And it was an from someone who, port, course, who came from yeah. a, a NES background, just seeing the size of the sprites. Now, uh, that sounds mad to say now, but in the you know, back yeah. in the day, Arcade Perfect was a thing. You weren't going to get it, but the closest you could get and the bigger what you could draw on the screen. Hmm. It sounds so childish, which I suppose it was, but at the same time, to go from... Uh, and Nez and that fucking turtles game you know the sprite flickering <laughs> yeah. you can barely see anything looks like you're having a stroke every time it turns on two games like sonic like golden axe like yeah uh, you say it oh, sounds silly like, well, what's, say- a, what's the other one last battle which was terrible last battle was <laughs> insanely bad but the guy was massive you're like oh man this this console but, could but do that's it. It was you're saying you're saying the sprite yeah. size is something that's silly now but Look at what modern gamers do argue. Oh, it's 900p upscaled. It's yeah, the, it it's, is yeah. the same kind of thing. Yes. You know, it branches from the same kind of idiocy. Yeah. But I do agree. I do remember seeing those games. Oh, oh, Golden Axe. I mean, Golden Axe was a great game. Yeah. Maybe doesn't, you know, if it released today, it would be roundly trounced as a bit crap. Yeah. But back then, it was as close to the arcade as you could yeah. get without importing I it. I mean, are there any of these launch titles that you could go back you know, Golden Axe, for instance, and, and play today and actually get something out of. I would say Mario World, yes, you could. Yes, it, it depends how you're looking at it, whether it's free from nostalgia or not, whether it's a case well, of... try and strip nostalgia out of it, I guess, and, and, and talk about experience and stuff, you know, look at it from a kind of a design perspective and what you get out of it beneath the hood, you know, beneath mm. those bigger sprites. Mario World stuff. is, yeah, just completely stands up. 
I Absolutely. think Golden Axe does, um, it would give you about 20 minutes of enjoyment, yeah. which coincidentally is how long the game you is. You play it so. through it once, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I can't think of any other game where you get on the back of a giant turtle and it's got a yeah. town on it. And it sails. You're, on, you're on the back of a giant eagle at one point on, as well. Indeed, yeah. Which skeletons just coming yeah, out of the feathers. Why skeletons not? everywhere. They're bastards. It's, They've got um, the scythes that do so much damage to you. But you just be Jalius, whatever his name is, Thunderhead, and do be yeah. running. And then you them. have a little campfire on the back yeah. of the eagle and or the kick turtle. Little people who are trying to little make you stuff. Munchkins and yeah, they yeah, drop great days. chicken, probably. Mm. I can't remember. It was potions. Like chicken or something. Chicken and potions. I mean, the green was, ones drop who, chicken. Which company I mean, if we think about I mean, you know, I, I do think of Sega as being the company that I, you know, I could punch a bin and a roast chicken would come out of it. That's, that's probably a discussion for a bit a later down for the life, line. Really, but, hasn't it? You know, longevity and legacy then, I suppose, is a bit of a, yeah, bit of a big place to start. But, you know, which was more desirable back then and, and which do you think that, you know, if you were given the choice now between turning on a Mega Drive and turning on a SNES, which would you instinctively go for? I think my kind of, not allegiance, but my mind switches on those. Which one was cooler and more desirable mm. at the time with me being a dweeby little kid, you know, seven, eight years old when the Mega Drive came out. I thought the Mega Drive was really cool. And, you know, with the benefit of, well, adulthood and cynicism, <laughs> you can see that's because it was marketed to look like yeah. it was black. It was called the Mega Drive. It had all the rad adverts and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, and the SNES was very Nintendo even back then. Yeah, I mean, they're still doing that kind of thing even today, I think is what I'm saying. Whereas if I were to approach them now, I would instinctively go for the SNES every time. I think the Mega Drive is something I kind of, even when I'm emulating things, ooh, legal gray area. I will. <laughs> you already it's, own these games, Ian. It's some, yeah, all these games that I legally own that I've got uh, yeah, legal backups yeah. of. Um, it's something that I have to have a reason to go and play a Mega Drive game. Whatever the reason might be, it might not be anything particularly compelling, but I have to have a reason. Whereas yeah. a SNES game, quite a few of them I will just put on because I want to play them still. I'm yeah. just having a bit of a laugh with them. I'm sure that's probably the same for one or two Mega Drive games, but I can't think of them right now. And that wouldn't suit the narrative that we're I mean, setting up The only one that, that I would come up with is Streets of Rage 2. Yeah. yeah. I can still put that on I can just put the soundtrack on yeah. for that and be happy though. Yeah. And then go outside and punch some bins. And got some chicken. Or apples sometimes. Or gold bars, because why not? Yeah, that was a bit Punch an arcade machine, get a gold bar. Yeah. Arcade machines are expensive in Japan, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're expensive now. Is, well, the economy was booming back then, so... And of course it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd pick... Well, generally, if I wanted something that I was going to go back to for... To actually play and put some time in, there are a few SNES classics that would, would fit the bill. Uh, apart from, say, Streets of Rage 2... Uh, etc i found myself playing alien 3 on mega drive the other day because it is let's the not version. get too far down that line uh, because i've got a whole category about licensed games but, that i want to discuss but i think i would say that even though my preference it was for the mega drive and uh, there are i think there are reasons that are beyond games on that one that really the snares if you you know it won in terms of its library if you put the top 10 versus the top 10 you know, in if, some if weird going with series, it would, it would win easily. If we're I going think. with figures, the SNES did outsell the Mega Drive. I'm not talking about by numbers, about man. twenty million. I'm, I'm talking it's about games. I am talking about numbers. <laughs> if, if it's that high, and uh, Sonic sold fifteen million, Super Mario World over twenty million. So you know, I mean, more people bought us. Comparing the flagship platforms for each plat yeah. for each platform. Hey, yeah. Super Mario World, one of the greatest games of all time. Sonic. 
Overrated trash. <laughs> I actually had more fun with the first song in the game than any of them. When I got my Mega Drive, I got six games with it. And there you were got six games with your Mega Drive. Yeah, but it was it was, was nineteen ninety two. It, it was it one of those like three games oh, on Mega games things. things. Mega games. No, and it yeah. wasn't. It was uh, Alien Storm and Sonic, Super Hang No, on. it was Sonic Sonic Two, uh, Alien Three, Super Thunderblade, Dinog, Gun okay. Wrestle yeah. War. Wrestle now that's War. a great lineup. That, Wrestle War. That wasn't the Capcom one, was it? No, that's no, Sega, that no, was Slam Masters. Sega, uh, yeah. Sega Wrestling Federation. Or yeah, get me on the wrestling ones on there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, with that lineup, I remember thinking, wow, like this, this machine has a lot of very varied games. You've come from like uh, Amiga or whatever, you're playing it. And, you know, it's just, I put the cart in, I flip the switch and it happens. And I think that sort of thing is completely undervalued this, in terms good, of like home micro yeah. when you're trying to just make anything work. That's a real good point that I guess a lot of... <laughs> People, are, people who are a little bit younger than us even who don't remember the efforts you'd go to to well obviously it's not effort you, you've got nothing I mean, to compare it against was. but you know I had a Spectrum the first thing I had was a Spectrum and I'd go around my house and around my house my friend's house and play on a C64 or whatever and you'd load up whatever it is you wanted to play and you know 15 minutes maybe oh, on yeah. a Spectrum I think if you hit two player and fucked it you were done 10-15 minutes or it might you know it, it was probably shorter than that but it felt like a long time I think the Spectrum loading time was actually probably more like 5 or 6 minutes felt Sometimes. like forever you were a child things took longer things took a lot <laughs> longer did, I think it but worth considering it as well yeah. uh, in Europe at least during the 80s and stuff the consoles the NES the Master System stuff you know, they, they took root places, but they were nowhere near as big as they were elsewhere. No. We no. had the home computers, which did naturally just take longer to load things. I started with the Amiga before the Mega Drive. Yeah. And I think aside from the loading difference, it was the sound difference that got me. It was the yeah. Amiga sound chip. I mean, I think that's still used today in like yeah, chip yeah, yeah. tunes, artists and stuff. Whereas the Mega Drive is like being punched in the head with a hand. <laughs> well, with a very <laughs> tiny I mean, Alien hand. Storm. A very one tiny, of, tinny yeah, hand. Yeah, <laughs> Alien Storm's one of the first games I got on the Mega Drive and the sounds and that still haunt me to this day. It's a much <laughs> scarier game than it should have been just because of that audio. <laughs> High-pitched, screeching, tinny. Ugh. I mean, I haven't written down music as a, a point to discuss, but if I think back to stuff like some of the big RPGs on the SNES, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, that had amazing soundtracks and you think of one Mega Drive game, two Mega Drive games that had good soundtracks. So got Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 2. Um, Revenge of Shinobi, same guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sonic 3. There were, there were people who could produce decent Yeah, if people sat down with it for a while yeah. and kicked the shit out of it, they could get something good from it. The SNES did seem to be a, a machine apart in that sense. Um, what I'm going to do for this category, because they, they are all categories, I'm going to put five out of five for both. Um, for longevity and legacy. We're just, just going to do that through uh, all of them. Well, I watched a video Everybody the other day wins. about how review scores don't really matter. Or they're Fantastic. Like, Let's oh, crack cool. on. So we, that's how we're going to do this. Um, so we mentioned the Cyber Razor cut earlier on. Marketing in the UK was something I remember really, really strongly for these consoles. And on the Mega Drive side, initially you had a guy in the back of a trailer who was playing Sonic and he was going really fast. And there was some ninja trying to get Got him, but he was too quick. Fast. He was too fast for mm. that ninja because like he'd been playing Sonic. You know, and, and ninjas like, are a very eighties, nineties, yeah, aren't, aren't they? Well, no, yeah. well, you've got lots of nin- well, you got Ninjago now. My kids love Ninjago, but anyway, that was the Mega Drive side, and then the Cyber Razor Cut, which had I'm going to tell you his name, uh, Jack Spannerhands, was the name, <laughs> genuinely, of the guy who was performing. You know, 
the, the cyber razor cuts and he was like he got really excited and he did this haircut or whatever it was and the guy's arm turned job satisfaction a, turned to a metal hand. Uh, played by Stephen O'Donnell who was um, Spud Gun Spud Gun Spud Gun in Bottom which brings us back around to the fact or brings us around to the fact that Rick Mail yeah star of Bottom looking very handsome um, as well especially oh, he always those, looked handsome he was, the, he was the Link to the Past one where he, he, turns, he was he was the kind of thing those adverts look them up on the, the Nintendo adverts we the Nintendo say. adverts uh, Super Nintendo adverts they're the kinds of things where you can see very clearly he's doing this for the money but Rick Mail was so incredible that he makes <laughs> genuinely funny adverts those, about games. Those are terrific they do not, adverts. Like even games that great do not yeah. deserve Rick Mail. Yeah. And they got True. him and they got him. One of the brilliant. I mean, like he did an advert for Nigel Mansell's racing or something, which is fantastic. And he said there's a Zelda I think the Zelda one is it's for the Game, Game Boy, Boy yeah. yeah. So F-Zero it's Link's Awakening. Well, Possibly I've said he did Maybe. a Street Fighter one, definitely. Um I've suddenly um, gone blank as that. Oh, we did a, like a Mario All-Stars one along the lines of like, you wait all day for a plumber and then four come at once kind of high. Nintendo um, Towers. Nintendo <laughs> Towers. Um, a very funny man, a very, you know, missed funny man, Rick Mail. Um, what, I mean, in that respect, when you saw those adverts, Sega was obviously pursuing that kind of cool I suppose but but I don't know like even if I, I think even at 12 or 13 I liked Rick Mayo I love Bottom yeah Bottom I like, I, and the young I've ones always loved that. Bottom since I was a child and I probably shouldn't have done because it was a, <laughs> you know it was for idiotic grown-ups but I always loved it so I would have loved it because of that but I, I do think on a wider scale the Rick Mail adverts maybe maybe skewed old, older, maybe didn't quite hit the mark with younger people. I think so. This certainly well. won't have been as cool, even though yeah. in retrospect, I think they're the greatest adverts yeah. of all time. Maybe almost. those were more designed at parents who go, oh, that's yeah, interesting. It, I'll buy that for my child, ostensibly. Because it, it was 10 years after his after his peak as, you know, anarchic, what's his face, well, and young yeah, ones. And and young he was still ones, keeping but, up but, that but shtick. Bottom and still was still happening then, then, wasn't it? Bottom was still on. I but think. He, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Bottom's until about 94 ish. But he, I don't know, I don't think he was quite at his peak with the, um, in the, the zeitgeist yeah. and everything. When did his, this is a bit of a, okay, this is a, out of left field, but when did his George's Marvelous Medicine, Jack and Nori, go out? I think because that, that was huge. Was the eighties? I think was that, still, that was, was around that back, young was that, ones. Was that young era? ones' time? I think. Okay, I'm wondering but, what is re, what is you know how recognisable he then, would be so. for uh, for kids when he was doing these uh, adverts. They might go, "Oh, that's the guy from George's Marvelous Medicine." Maybe, but <laughs> maybe it, you know, you go back to Jack. That's the only one that I can remember from Jack. Yeah, I, I'm saying these things. I may well be entirely wrong. Yeah. In fact, it's very high there is a very high probability i'm entirely wrong so. please write in and tell us when uh oh, rick mail's jack and nori please write went in. out the bottom seemed more like it would be if there was a, a console that would have been for like a mega drive yeah. sort of thing and I, I it was it was that great thing where you watch bottom back <laughs> i do every day yeah. and you're like Oh, I see. And I remember one of the jokes that I never really got in Bottom when I was a kid, and I think it's in one of the like, live shows, is they take delivery of a sex doll. And I think, uh, I can't remember which one of them says, oh, she's got three working orifices. And one of them mistakes that as offices and just says, oh, she must be very busy then. And so I remember sitting there thinking, I don't really understand what that means, but they seem to find it funny about she works a lot. I don't, and then later on you're like, 
oh, I see. So that sort of, the Sega's kind of, not that it was that itchy, but their whole, you know, basically we're the best. And without saying the words, fuck Nintendo, fuck everyone else that's not us. Was, well, there, there was the Nintendo not campaign, of yeah, course, which was know. kind of the middle finger, wasn't I it? Yeah. Can ve- I could very much see the wires getting crossed at some point and someone honestly believing it was Rick Mail doing the Cyber Razor Cut adverts because they suited him perfectly. Yeah. He would have been yeah. perfect in that role. And don't know if well, it they would came... have worked as well. But... No, 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 they didn't come after the other one. I think I think that was round about, they were round about contemporary. As soon as they got Spud yeah. Gun, maybe they failed in getting <laughs> Well, there you go, you wonder how <laughs> Dave Hedgehog is the new face of yeah. Xbox One X. <laughs> Dave Hedgehog for Atari Jaguar. <laughs> I mean, would it, make, that would be Neil, wouldn't it, from the young ones? Yeah, given the mistake. It'd be the Atari Jaguar <laughs> spokesperson. I think with not just marketing, but I mean, a lot of games, mag stuff there, they were so marketing heavy in terms of the amount of ads that were going in the mag. Uh, because they, it was unusual, I would say, that you would see ads on the telly a lot. I mean, for a lot of the early to mid 90s, it wasn't in britain but i was in there enough to know that you know you'd see some ads but mainly it was the culture that grew around it and the mega drive was first it looked cool it had a lot of arcades what they claim as better magazines and the magazines and what i think both of the machines did really well and the culture that came out of the machines this is why i think they're so well loved is that they acted in a lot of ways for a lot of people as a kind of gateway into other cultures that they had never experienced before. You had Super Play with the covers, the artwork, the very mm-hmm. Japan-heavy focus. Yeah, before like man- manga and anime was embarrassing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, but you had, then you, like the big import sections, you know, when the guys at Me Machines, Jazz Rignor and all those were like, yeah, and we got this. And you see those little things in the bottom uh, of the reviews that say provided by, you know, ace games or and then whatever. you'd see their advert and they'd be selling the game for 120 of course and... right <laughs> and it was the only place generally where you could see that sort of culture maybe yeah. and it wasn't just japanese culture it was american culture so for years after i used to buy egm because i've been introduced to it through a lot of the import reviews and a lot of the we flew out to you know e- early three towards the end of that decade mm. and was it I don't know, was it the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas or whatever. CTS? Something like that. And you'd see this insanity that re- even though I've been to E3 and it is bigger now, that doesn't seem to be because it's contained within those pages. And they're yeah. like, 25-page report on, you know, Super Mario World. or And I remember the first time I went into a games uh, importer which was when i was in uh, living in germany and the first time i saw a snes was there in a supermarket you could just walk in and play it which is why that is the greatest nation on earth you can just play mario so free while your mum's walking around your kids are lying nuts play mario but just around the just corner leave from, your kids on yeah. their own Listen, in a really busy Trust public me, place yeah but around the corner in a literal back alley was this importer and i i remember seeing i think is it revenge of shinobi and it was called super shinobi i believe and i looked at it like that's not the name of this game and there was this <laughs> whole other world out there that you really didn't know anything about because you were seven but through the magazines through the discussions yeah. i remember telling someone about super mario rpg and they said it doesn't exist 
I said, there's no way. Playground talk. You made it up. It's like, it's literally. Did you say my well. uncle at Nintendo says? <laughs> well, it, this, well, you're this, going to be the uncle or the dad at Nintendo. This is what you, I'm like? doing. I'm putting for the marketing and the kind of peer pressure, I suppose, which you were starting to get into there, the kind of culture side. Putting five out of five for each. Um, they go. Scores are important. So um, they're level pegging <laughs> at the moment. In the, remember this. in the great battle of the uh, 16-bit titans. Mario or Sonic? I think I've already covered that one. Next. Mario. <laughs> it's Mario. Or Sonic. The, the... And I am going to say Mario as well. There's, so there's been one of I'm your internet memes doing the rounds recently. Mario. Oh no, I've accidentally put five for Mega Drive there. Oh, no. I'm going to have to put what five out of five for both. There you go. Have you seen the recent internet meme um, where it's, say, nine or so separate images, nine nine images in like a oh, mosaic? Yes. And each one's the, got a different the word. Middle Thank one you is a different for that. Thing. Yeah. And they did that with a few things. Then by the time it had taken root and everybody knew the formula, they did it with Sonic. And they went Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles. And then it went shit. And then you expect it to recover, but it doesn't. It just gets worse. And that's going well into the future beyond Mega Drive, don't get me wrong. It is. All the Mega Drive games were solid and are the best in the series. I mean, I, I, the Mega Drive Sonic's the 16 minutes. Of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Sonic's forever tarnished Sonic for me CD in there as well. I'm going to throw that Sonic in Sonic CD, mix. well, yeah, loved Sonic CD. Really count that. Which moves us quite conveniently onto platformers. I want to avoid the mascots because we know Mario, what Super Mario World was great. And of course, Yoshi's Island, which was on the SNES, which was amazing as well, which is on the SNES Mini for, I so think, the first time since beautiful. then. Beautiful. Um, because of because or there's some kind of confusion or something about the Mode Seven chip, isn't there? And that's Super why FX. Super FX is that what it there's, is? Yeah, I of course. Sorry, Mode the, Seven. You the, know what I mean? The rumors are around some kind of patent on it, yeah. or something like that. Because you couldn't play Star Fox nah. until this SNES Mini launch either. Could I you? mean, you could, but yes, yes, <laughs> the, the, wink, the, the, wink, exactly. Um, platformers were huge in the 16-bit era and the 8-bit era um, Zool that's the best one Zool, Zool. is obviously the <laughs> my introduction um, to just crass disgusting consumerism with the chupa chups <laughs> everywhere that's brilliant isn't it lollies all over the, the time place the ninja, oh, those. ninja from the nth dimension, nth dimension. <laughs> yep. Yep. they couldn't even be bothered to fill that in <laughs> fill it he's an ant well yeah um, fuck the, off Zool the, <laughs> do you know what I was looking through trying to find good SNES platformers that were not Mario. And it's not that easy because Mario on the SNES is the platform. There's Donkey Kong Country, as we've said already. Not a fan. There's Mega Man's. Um, then I was like, I suppose Super Metroid in a way. Yeah. And then I wrote Unirally. Metroid's because its why own not? thing. Yeah. Unirally, also its own thing. One Unirally of the greatest of platformer. things. I mean, um, there were a lot of cross-platform platforms. Yes, there yeah, were, like which, kind which, of, which is which is the thing, I'll mention that in a minute, but the Mega Drive for platforms, you had Rocket Knight, you had Rystar, you had Dynamite Heady, Gunstar Heroes is a platform running gunner. There were some really good platformers on the Mega Drive. Yeah, um, Robocop versus the Terminator. Robocop versus uh, the Terminator. It's pretty much a platformer, but you explode I mean, people. I mean, it is. Which is Shower right? of Viscera. But when which... you talk about the, the cross-platform things, and I don't want to get into the, the licensed ones just yet, but... Earthworm Jim was Mega Drive first, then ported to the SNES, didn't look as good. Flashback was Mega Drive first, ported to the SNES, didn't look so good. Bubsy the Bobcat. Fuck off. I don't give a fuck about, but I think that was <laughs> Mega Drive me. first. From a plat- for platformers, which were very much, you know, the thing back then. Diriga. I think Mega Drive was, was the better system, wasn't it? Well, the thing is, everything was platformers. There are 
thousands and thousands of games that fell by I mean, loosely gonna, into that game. It was yeah, the FPS of the era. Yeah, Cliffhanger, Last Action oh. Hero, uh, all of that sort. Of, like if Last you, Action Hero, on, was that different on Mega Drive and SNES? I'm not sure. Was, I, I think one of them was a point and click. It was kind of a top-down or three-quarters down. Like, true no, then you know what? I didn't, with the licensed game conversation that we'll have in just, just a few moments, I didn't think of Jurassic Park. Ah, there's very a lot different. Of different Rampage you could edition. Be, you could, you could be a raptor parts. on Mega Drive, couldn't you? Yes, yeah. you could. Yeah. Which was important. It, I mean, well, that sounds mad to say We should talk about that Yeah, that was the platformer on Mega Drive. Anyway, sorry. I think it was similar on both, but yeah, you could only be a raptor on And I think that's because I am struggling to think of... Uh, exclusive snares platform. I don't think that there but really were Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Country to me is one where at the time everyone myself included wowed by how gorgeous it was yeah. and it still has much as I hate to use the word a charm about it that is very much like it has a look. of its era yeah. it looks so different it was unique so different to everything else it's like looking truly at unique and none of it's handcrafted of course but it has yeah, that sort but of it, it, it yeah. just has that that otherness that difference about it that makes it stand out but and it was, you know, it's fine to play. It's absolutely, it's by no means like a bad game, mechanically speaking. But I just, revisiting it, I wrote something for what was Vice's now Waypoint about how I I went back to it and it's just a bag of crap. <laughs> it's just so dull. That is still available. And even experience. though it looks fine and, you know, has the charm, as I said, it's characterless and dull and not really challenging, at least not in the way that I enjoy. Very particular about that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not the Dark Souls of platformers. <laughs> Careful um, now. And yeah, it just entirely lacking for me, but in the way that it's not actually bad. You have to you have to come to terms with my roundabout logic with this, unfortunately, which alienates most people. But uh, safe to say, not big on my Donkey Kong Country. What if we were to put scores on those doors for platformers back when... I mean, Mega Drive gets five, obviously. I think just by pure virtue of having Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island, SNES has to have six. Yeah, I mean, even with Donkey Kong Country. And Mega Man X is much loved. So, See, yeah. the Mega Mans I have to just not comment five. on because I never really played them. <laughs> five out of five there. So, I mean, so far, I'm going to have like a mid, um, a half-time report, shall we say. Um, it's level pegging at 20 points each, which moves us on conveniently to licensed games and Aladdin. Oh, oh. And who now, played Aladdin on what? I played both of them. Aladdin I... was a big thing. You've already mentioned Alien 3. We'll talk about that in a second. But Aladdin, so there were two Aladdin. This is the games based on Disney's Aladdin movie. Um, the Mega Drive version was made by Virgin Games with cooperation from Disney. They used their animators, I believe. Mm. Dave Perry's uh, old Dave lot. Perry was on it. Guy Kai and now Shiny. whatever he's at. Um, not the, Dave Games the, animal, the lad who no, did um, exactly. the, 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 um, the man who said bad things who also worked on Earthworm Jim um, he was also involved in the Mega Drive Aladdin I think um, we, I wrote about him the other day and um, the internet wasn't happy it never is <laughs> Capcom made the um, and who headed up this Nintendo project? Aladdin now that's my boy now well Mikami worked on it but I don't know how far up he did. But Shinji Mikami, Mikami, I can't say his name, um, was interviewed not so long ago and he said, even though he'd worked on the SNES one, he preferred the Megatron one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which well, that's, that's pretty much which, game there set, go. isn't it? There, there you it go. Is. Oh, so but what I, what I find interesting about this is like, you know, nowadays there is the kind of 
often days that the, the big push about like oh if you play this game on sony you get this exclusive you get play on xbox there's the, oh there's timed exclusive exclusivity you get extra shit you know it's doesn't affect the main game but like these were totally different games yes yeah. really i may have done a video relatively recently check out my youtube it's channel. on the youtube <laughs> um and it was a video that was where i went to i words I went to find as many games as I could that were, at least to me, demonstrably better on the Mega Drive than they were on the SNES. Because right. the common kind of story behind everything is that games were better on the SNES. If they appeared on both formats, they were better on the SNES. And I remember the odd one, like Aladdin sticking out yeah. as being, you know, proving, being the exception to the rule. And I just wanted to find more than that. And I ended up finding about 15 or so. So what else, well, that, I'm, I'm glad you've raised but that. But that was so, all I could find. So <laughs> only the 15. Um, that's quite a lot, really, uh, in terms of uh, it's multi-platform not, It's not as games. many when you look the other way, how many were better on SNES than on Mega um, Drive. But this, this, the amount of them that were completely different games is yeah. something that I was very quickly reminded of and how just mad it was. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Even if they were shit, you were still getting two different <laughs> games. I mean, Aladdin, I mean, I think we He's can't. got a sword. He's got a sword on the well, Mega Drive. I, I played them both very recently, and the Mega Drive one is really good fun. Yeah. It's, and it's very good looking. It's the sprites gorgeous. are massive. Well, in the snares, then. They're not. They're dinky. Like, Again, I think that's the Disney thing, though, isn't yeah. it? Where, where, where Virgin... The animation with on, on the SNES is actually really good, but it's not as kind of impactful as it was on the it Mega Drive. It doesn't look the like Mega the Drive movie. comes on, he swings his sword, you go, fucking hell, that looks like a Disney cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the Aladdin on the SNES, he's running a bit with his monkey behind did him they, and pulling himself the on, on a ledge. I want to say the, the Lion people, King ones were... They're closer, aren't they? They were the same game. Yeah. But the SNES one was lacking in certain more technical respects, like it was a lower resolution and stuff like that. That, well, that is a thing I didn't, I didn't mention it just then, but you know, in terms of when ports happened, if it was on the Mega Drive first, the SNES had a lower, lower resolution, horizontal yeah, resolution or um, something, which is why sprites could appear wider. Like and Earthworm it, Jim is fatter on the SNES than he is on the Mega Drive. It had issues with, um, kind of maintaining speed especially if something was made on the mega drive first and the go-to reasoning for that is the mega drive had blast processing which is all bullshit but that, um, that, that's that's partly why um uh what uni rally was made to prove yes uh uni rally uni races i think it was a in, lot of games coming world. out of that kind of thing fantastic you know. i mean doom indirectly because people said mario can't be done on the pc just amazing mm. right yeah do well let's not get into doom and what couldn't, couldn't oh, run doom the greatest video game of all time <laughs> Although maybe we should maybe SNES we should could run doom. you know there was oh, no Mega drive could doom. run there doom w- too well it couldn't could it it could through a 32x there was there wasn't a mega drive no doom. what i'm thinking of is not mega drive doom i'm thinking of mega drive duke nukem 3d <laughs> yes which was <laughs> yes some i don't know if it was an official release or a bootleg one but i think it was brazil only and good classic, classic. sounds about it right classic exactly, brazil only. it is exactly as you would expect for a duke nukem 3d on mega drive that, jesus christ that sounds terrible but doom yeah. on the snares is you know at, at, again at, so much of this is prefaced with at the time but at the time it was like bloody hell this is amazing yeah a standard snares can play doom and then you look at it now in comparison to doom on absolutely anything else on a, on and, a watch yeah. yeah well on a calculator on a printer on yeah obviously the uh computing power of those is probably many yeah. times greater than the snares was but compared to its it's it's yeah, compatriots. Of I the know. Day. I remember playing it on the 32x and thinking, "This is marvelous." The 32x and of course, version is. Then you're like, "Well, it's not, but it's no. whatever you have at the time." Yeah, and I was very much a Sega boy growing up, so which is why I played Alien Three on the Mega Drive, 
which is fast and action-based and find all the, the prisoners before little aliens pop out of them. And the SNES version was Metroid. It looked great. The SNES, SNES version, version was, looked amazing. Looks fantastic. The SNES version was, I will put this out there, also great in a different way. It was one of those wonderful things coming back yeah. to how the games were completely different games on each, well, not completely different, but they were different games on each format. And that was an, an example where you got a great game on both formats. The yeah. music I on the SNES one was amazing. I would yeah, go so far as to one. say the Mega Drive one did edge it for me. And it's probably because, it's definitely because I actually had it on the Amiga, which was the Mega yeah. Drive port. Yes. And the music on it is... And weirdly, I want to say, and someone will no doubt tell me I'm wrong, I think the NES version of Alien 3 was based on the Mega Drive Alien 3, not the SNES Alien it 3. It was, as far as I remember. Yeah. The Game Boy version of Alien 3 was not based on anything. It's a top-down top down. Top down kind of adventure was, game. I just remember it being fucking hard. As far, as far as I'm aware, and feel free to correct me on this, but as far as I'm aware, it's the only version of Alien 3 in video game form that actually has Brian Glover's face in it. <laughs> it does at the start. It does. Yeah. It does have it in it. I don't know if it's the only which one. Which immediately reminds me of Kez, which immediately makes me go, Casper, uh, just great memories. <laughs> I love how this is so British today. I grew up it's in the North. Very, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but Alien 3 is the example of, you know, that I think actually, weren't they both made by not the same team but the same company? They, probe, 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 parts it? Yeah. Of, were they both made by Probe? I think so. I think so. They were both released Jinx, by Acclaim, yeah. definitely. Acclaim was the publisher. Yeah. Probe did the Mega Drive. Actually, yeah, no, they did yeah. do the same. I think one, they were yeah. made at the same place. But the, for me, because I had a SNES Mega Drive and I, I borrowed a copy of uh, Show Alien off. Says, um, that's right. I had both machines. Hey, so uh, did I. Come on. We've established two brothers. In the end, we in the end we had them exactly. I had divorced parents, and that's why yeah, I got, we all, we all I got, I got bought out of my grief with lots of consoles. <laughs> but I just liked it because I thought if I was playing uh, Alien Three on SNES, I could have been playing Metroid. Basically, like when I look back yeah. on it now, uh, when I think of Alien Three on Mega Drive, all I think of is that just opening where it goes you've got a massive gun now if you go yeah and then you just run and you die and you run and you die what's and then it like the time limit's like three or five minutes yeah there's no yeah. time at all to know where you are what's going and on there's no map. Fuck up, there you map? are done because yeah. you've got to find all the prisoners it was it was a, a heavy favor of of mega drive magazines because they could print the tips pages which was basically just the yeah, you have to jump through this wall which you would never know was yeah, there yeah to get it just, one it of just looks like a wall why would i ever jump at it yeah fucking games i i I liked them both a lot. Um, oh, I liked oh, both Aladdin's on, a lot. But. I want to say about other licensed games. Go on. Robocop versus the Tone Which, Yep. So yep, the very yep, boulderized yep, SNES version. I only remember that on the Mega Good Drive. Good God. So. The, the Mega Drive version was also a favorite of... Yeah. Uh, Super Violent, if I remember Super right. Violent. And I remember seeing it, I think, on Games World. And that's thinking, not a thing. Bob Mills. Yeah, thinking, fuck, that's the greatest game of all time. That's the greatest game. And also on the Mega Drive packaging, especially in, uh, say, uh, UK, EU, mm. it just had movie, st well, not stills, but uh, artwork, key yeah. art. Yeah. So you had Arnie from the Terminator poster and you had Robocop from whatever. The SNES version was a very nice Vista drawn and then Robocop put on it. And I'm like, that's not, like, listen, that's Robocop. He's yeah. right there. He's a man, but he's a robot. And also the Terminator, kind of the same, inverted. And it's like, when you saw the SNES one, you're like, oh, you just shoot people and they fall over. And well, that that was one of 
a few games that really highlighted the the, the violence divide. Yeah. So when you're when you're younger and you just want to see all this yeah. exploding guts and viscera everywhere, I remember one of my friends bringing us back to his house after school, and it was on the promise that he had got Robocop versus the Terminator on Mega Drive, <laughs> so we could sit there and watch it, and we could see these people exploding in yeah. chunks and stuff. I never actually played the SNES version until the aforementioned video. And the SNES one is just a fucking bad game. Yeah, it's it's bad. shit. Yeah. You spend half the time being run over by bins as Robocop. <laughs> it's awful. And The C64 uh, version of Robocop is still the best one, though. Uh, is that the one? Is it based on the arcade version? Arcade, one based on the arcade, yeah. yeah. See, you can shoot in, in like eight directions. And yeah, that. it's fantastic. I played that shit in the arcade, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, but me. you were 300 when we were born. This is also true. Um, I feel like Christian Slayer in Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> there was, can I just throw in here something I picked up while playing them? Um, there were, obviously, there are cheat codes and things. There are cheat codes on the Mega Drive version, one of which reintroduced, because they were originally in it and taken out, reintroduced female characters who you could shoot and they would explode oh. everywhere. So, you know. Oh, I see. That's, I'm, that, I'm that's glad. a thing presented without comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and why not? Um, nice. But if you talk about violence, obviously, you know, Mortal Kombat was a big thing, Mega yeah. Drive, Snes era. Um, and you mentioned box art, and we talked about Aladdin. Those were very different box arts because um, apparently Magic Robin Carpet, Williams was quite protective about where the genie was used, and the genie is on the cover of the Mega Drive Aladdin, but not the Snes. The Snes version had that um, uh, Magic Carpet level, didn't it? Which everyone loved. Yeah, Mega Drive definitely it. did. But the SNES version, a lot of people really loved that as well. And I remember mainly because the rest of it's so The Mega Drive dark. one was hard. When they give you something, you really Yeah, you got to take it. But at the time as well, the, uh, uh, the Super Nintendo had shit boxes. They're terrible. Uh, they're great in the first instance. But then you realize that any sort of knock on yeah. them, you put them in your bag, it any comes sort out, of contact. And it's just gone. Yeah. It's, it's a real shame. It's like a state through a hard Trying to store it like yeah. you would anything else next to things. If it's squeezed slightly too much, no, it's buggered now. This, this is going to sound terrifically sad, possibly, but it's not snares, but I have N64 Goldeneye in a box still. And that's got bubble wrap around it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> bubble wrapped that box. But the, Mega, um, the only thing that you go wrong with the Mega Drive box is the little hanger. That never understood the top, that. which is weird. I mean, it some was for people, shops, but some, I never people, that. some people could, cut them off. You could, you could Idiots. break that. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's I, weird, but I keep never it. cut mine off. But I bought, you know, as we all did when we were kids. You, you ever buy games off friends when they were done with them? I never bought like, them off friends. Or like I used to borrow them. Borrowed them and inadvertently kept them. Yeah, that and yeah, we used to swap things. Like Street Rage Two, I never bought. I just borrowed it off, just off a, someone just who lived behind us and never gave it. Did you back. go and punch his bins and he I got scared and said, <laughs> "No, no it wasn't, I wish I could remember what I'd swapped for it and whether it was. I think it might have been Cool Spot. I think I'm probably you won that. Round, I think though. I won that one. Um, Role anyway, hang on. We got. We, I've got to put a score on licensed games because running out of time. Uh, I'm going to put five for the Mega Drive. That's quite obvious. And I mean that that Alien Three is really good, isn't it? So probably five for the Snes. I think as that's well. fair. Yeah. Role playing games. Let's do this really quickly. How many amongst us? I mean, I really loved Corona. Uh, can't talk Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana on the Snes. Corona I had, Trigger. My brothers had their the Super Nintendo, and we borrowed an adapter so I could play Chrono Trigger on it. There was one of these adapters where you had the American cartridge, and you yeah, used to plug a PAL cartridge yeah. behind it. Yeah. Beautiful so you could things. Play it. Um, ugly, that sort, I missed that sort oh, of stuff. Ugly, ugly piece of work, but um, meant I could play it. 
obviously linked to the past, which I've been playing again recently and still holds up. I, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. And there's Earthbound, which I've never played, but it's a, apparently a classic. I'm looking it's forward to playing that on the Switch. Just the atmosphere of that game is phenomenal. Um, Super Mario RPG, again, that don't think that came out in the UK. I don't think it did, no. Um, I think so, the first release was Virtual Console. Yeah, we, yeah, um, originally. So some of these I haven't played by certainly their reputation. Obviously, Final Fantasy was a big I was going to say, when are you going to mention that? Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy. I remember buying Final Fantasy VI for a friend of mine. I found it in, in a secondhand store in Eastleigh, and it was the import copy. And I went to a phone box to phone him up and said, look, I've got like 40 quid in my pocket. Do you want this? Like, make sure you pay me back. And he did, but it was like so expensive, you know, even for like a, someone had sold it to a, like a, the equivalent of a cash converters or might've even been cash converters. I think it was like 40 quid. It was a lot of money for like the 15 or 16 year old me to have mm. on me at the time. But I just knew that he would really want this. And he was just like, yeah, boom, give me that. So we played a bit of that. But yeah, on the Mega Drive, I played Story of Thor all the way through. There's some of the Shining Force games. I played Shining Force 2, I want to say. I've never played a fantasy star fantasy game, which star, probably yeah. makes me a bad person. Fantasy star is 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 good. Yeah, I mean, basically, I'm gonna, I'm obviously going to put five for the snes here for yeah, role playing games. I think because of fantasy star, Mega Drive probably deserves five. Yeah, tell me if I'm overstepping the mark. I mean, right, Land Stalker, I haven't even mentioned yet. Don't know that, and that's all. an isometric masterpiece. Yeah, that was the one that that happened and everyone was like this is everyone it. was really Finally, into that yeah it. i think we've really got to think about kind of public sway on i mean, I mean the mega drive tried really hard and i've, I've got to give story of thor thor blah, um credit for kind of being the mega drive's take on zelda and i really did enjoy that um so yeah five for the mega drive this as well. is great uh, fighting it's games fine, isn't it well, you know it's a celebration fighting games Street Fighter 2, Killer Instinct, the six-button pad that came in the box. Obviously, the Super Nintendo was a great system for fighting games. I mean, who didn't immediately go around their friend's house when their friend's parents gave them the money to buy Street Fighter 2 for 70 quid or whatever the hell it was when that bad boy came out? Yeah, I remember was... getting Super Street Fighter 2 for 25 quid new from a market stall in Rotherham. Ooh. Greatest Ooh. day of my life. Ooh. I must admit, when I got, I mean, I, like a, said already you know, I was a Mega Drive boy over the, over a uh, Super Nintendo and when I found Super Street Fighter 2 for it didn't it was like caveat didn't come with instruction manual but it was second hand it was about 20 odd quid yeah I was like boom yes please mine please with the, like, with the new with challenge the, you know, CD. Oh. the new characters DJ oh, that legend so good when I when well and most of them came out but when particularly when uh, Super Street Fighter 2 came out it's uh Back in those days, it was really weird to to live uh, abroad, especially if you like your parents were in the armed forces or whatever, because mm. people just in rotate Germany, in and out. So that was great for nicking games off people, um, <laughs> and that happened to me a couple of times as well. When you just they're gone, and you're like, oh no, I've not I've not got you know game X. You've never forgotten the names, have you? Yeah, I found them now. But there was always people would arrive and they would claim to have certain games. There was one guy. <laughs> called Paul and uh, he was a real dick and then he got pushed off the top level diving board after showing off and it was the greatest <laughs> moment of my life um, but he had lived in Hong Kong and he arrived with one of the uh, one of the different mega drives you know it had red and blue on it rather than just and it had a very giant 16 bit but, uh, oh, oh okay so like the same shape but it had the different yeah, so he has graphics a, like a, a variant yeah. mega drive yeah. and 
I remember going around to his house and he had the Lanzarote special, which was loads of games on one cart. So I was like, Beautiful. okay. one in one. So I was like, I'm going to have a little, you know, borrow one of these. And he, I think he was actually a bit older than me a couple Did of years. Did it have a switch on the cartridge? So, that was always a thing. Uh, no, but when I got back to try and put them in my PAL machine, the, uh, the Japanese ones, Hong Kong, have the little bits of piping on the carts and it yes. wouldn't go in. And when I returned, he was pissing himself. But anyway, so when you arrived, you had to, if you said that I, you know, for example, I have game X, you had to prove that or your honor was on the line. Yeah. So someone said they had lethal enforcers with the, the guns and like a squad of people had to go to the house and with Super Street It was Fight, at least four, I think, in our, in our playground. It's like, like, we need to verify this. It's exactly, because I mean, you could just be bribed, you know. Exactly. But with Super Street well, Fight could, too, How many people can you fit around a dinner table? Yeah, uh, exactly. Right, if you're one person, all right, think about those kids have probably got sisters or brothers maybe. <laughs> if you show up and there's only one or two of you, you can stay for dinner. You know, we'll, we'll buy you off. Four of you at a time. Hard to fit that many people. Like, how many fucking dinosaur footprint pizzas can you buy for that many people or fucking they, turkey nuggets well, exactly. or something? You know? But someone turned up claiming that they had uh, uh, Mega Drive Super Street Fighter 2. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's let's see. So off we charged. And um, they were like, oh, my mum and dad doesn't want us, you know, people coming in. And I was like, here we go, busted. So his and, dad worked nights. Yeah, That's well. a classic one. So they brought down... Um, my dad did. The instruction manual. And I was like, That's not enough. Like mad, sort of childlike, that's not enough. And he's you like, could have drawn that yourself. Yeah. Um, and the first time I ever saw Doom was in a similar circumstance. Like one of the, there was a couple of boys, they were brothers and they're in different years. And again, their mum and dad wouldn't allow anyone into the house. And they claimed that they had Doom, Wolfenstein, and more worryingly, some game called Rise of the Triad, which no Rise one had really triad, heard yeah, about right. at that point. So we were like, Rise of the Triad? Yeah. And then it's a triad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I remember once I knocked on the door to see if they were going to play football. The door opened <laughs> and then in the office, you could see, or I could see Doom running. And that, at that point, was incredible because you've only seen it really in static images. And someone was playing it. And he was like, okay. And he came out. And it's like the Godfather. The door swang shut. And there was Doom for two years until it came out of SNES. It was like, you won't play that. You're not allowed in. Uh, so that's what really I remember about all of that. And fighting games in particular, because there was such a community around that. that if someone brought a new fighting game in, it's like, oh, I've got Killer Instinct. Yeah. It's, it's just like the arcade. Killer Instinct on SNES. <laughs> okay, well, perfect. It was massive. It was massive. <laughs> Killer Instinct on SNES in the, in the late, I suppose it was, probably later years, you're, not, you're getting on towards PlayStation. It was, then, yeah, you? it's 94, but, you know, as a, as a Mega Drive owner, primarily, like, seeing that running on a SNES was just like, what the... See, I, I, I remember do this. back in those days, uh, to me, the SNES always had the edge. I think there were certain games where the Mega Drive ed edged it, and uh, most of them were actually Neo Geo games. And that was because the Neo Geo games were kind of ported internally to mm. Mega Drive, I believe, whereas they were... Uh, given to someone like Takara or someone like yeah. that to put to the snares and there was always a few things missing. Smaller sprites was an issue. But uh, generally speaking, fighting games on the snares for me were far better. And towards the end of the Mega Drive's life, everyone would champion, huh, eternal Wee. champions. And I remember oh, it coming crap, to it. Wasn't it like, yeah, I remember coming to it from a blockbuster rental, of course. <laughs> how, how to uh, age something appropriately. And playing it for... I mean, you got like a two, three day rental and I mm. must have played it for about 
20 minutes, an hour, something like that. I was just like, well, this is, this where, is shit. This is where you are all wrong. Ooh, controversial. Because Eternal you Champions... Could up, you could uppercut someone into a lighting rig behind and they die. <laughs> Eternal oh, wow. Champions... They had bad fatalities. ...was better Ooh, where are we going than Mortal Kombat. Well, that's not hard. The original Mortal Kombat was was bad. Yes. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat 2 is actually really good. And you could hit people into acid in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean... This is the thing. I'm of no doubt whatsoever that fighting games on the snares gets a five. Now for the Mega Drive. <sighs> is this one-on-one fighting it de- games? It depends how we expand this. Because if we get into the whole, well... Because actually final, every game final on those fight, consoles was about fighting something. Final fight on the snares. Didn't have guy. Right. No, exactly. It was all right. Streets yeah, Rage 2. It wasn't Streets Rage 2. User Kashiro, those that music... And he was only disgustingly like 22 or something yeah, when he so did all young. that. Like, how the fuck have you done this? He Final is a fight, magician. Final Fight and the Snares, they had to release Final Fight Guy. Yeah. Because yeah, the first yeah. one didn't have Guy. They had to release Whereas two Sega, games for least, a game. When, when Sega, <laughs> yeah. all right, it's Mega CD, okay, which, which doesn't Final really Fight count. Final Fight CD. But Final Fight CD, the best 16-bit Final Fight. So because Thanks, of Sweet Rose 2, I'm giving Sega a five there as well. Really... There's um, so many, because Street Fighter did so well on the SNES, there are so many copycats that I remember playing, that I remember... You would play Clay Fighter? Va- yeah. Uh, I remember vague oh. snatches of what they looked like and characters and someone who was like an M. Bison ripoff, but more of a yeah, biker and stuff. Yeah. But I cannot for the life of me remember what the games were, who made them, They were bad ones. From. There was one called Time Killers or Time, Time something. And yeah. Ranma. And do you remember there, that? There was Weapon Lord, but that was something yeah. else entirely... There was a oh, and of course the Mortal Kombat jumper honors. Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah. Fatality. Jumpers. Well, that's what Eternal Champions was, if we're honest. Yeah, Eternal yeah. Champions was that Sega doing Mortal Kombat, and Eternal Champions, in its defense, like like you said, the first game was slow and hard to get to grips with. Uh, Challenge from the Dark Side, which was the Mega CD semi sequel. You're jumping a lot to the Mega CD for these. I know. You're I don't want to do that. But I am moving on to wonderful hardware add. I am moving on to peripherals. Challenge from the Dark Side. I'll stand by as being a, a pretty decent fine game. Have you but, got violence but, as a category. But on peripherals, <laughs> on, the, on the topic of peripherals, now that we're an hour into this podcast, sorry everyone. Um, they love it. You know, the Mega Drive had the Mega CD and the 32X. Of course, the the SNES didn't get its CD drive. We know what happened there. That's a whole other story. That became the PlayStation, yeah, the Saturn. which oh, is sorry, yeah. which is fantastic, and and uh, well, you know, became that technology Jaguar, was also way. well, you know, that could have been Sega could have had the PlayStation as well, as the story goes, uh, before Sony were turned down for being that hi-fi company by both, and ultimately went their own way and failed uh, miserably, uh, yes, as we all they, know. That's been a disaster for them ever since. But but yeah, on the peripherals point of view, I mean. I guess I think about it from a parent's perspective now, maybe like you've got this system already. What can I add to this? What can I buy for this to, to give it longevity, to make it more, keep my kids happy? Like, you know, Oh, here is a PlayStation. Here is a Saturn. Okay. Like I had a mega CD. I had a 32 X, which I bought myself. That was silly. You know, I should have just saved a bit of extra money and bought a Saturn or or a PlayStation, but I bought a 32 X. Um, but I loved it for what it was. I, I really enjoyed it, and and I had vir- and and I, you know, Virtual Racing on thirty two X and Virtual Fire were both good versions of that. It had a Mortal Kombat two on it that was fantastic. Virtual Fighter was genuinely brilliant. Virtual Fighter on, on the thirty two X was something was where terrific. it came out towards the end of its like four month lifespan. Yeah. And- However, the SNES did have Mario Paint and a mouse. 
it did have that. And lots of people still make music with Mario Paint, which yeah. confuses my which brain. Which is incredible, right? The, the SNES had the Super Game Boy as well. Uh, it did have the Super Game was, Boy, yes. Mm. In terms of backwards compatibility, the Super. Um, Mega Drive had the power base converter that yeah. could play Master System games. And the Menace didn't have anything for, and, uh, yeah, well, the Did it have guns. anything for Game Gear games? It didn't have Game Gear But could you get a Game games. Gear adapter for the Master System, thereby playing Game Gear Don't games through a Master System adapter so. on your Mega that'll Drive? Be, that'll be pointless because they're the same games in a lot yeah. of cases. Not always, but... Often. But um, but the SNES had, yeah, the SNES did have the Super Game Boy, which allowed you to play Game Boy games on it, which was great. Um, because the Game Genuinely Boy battery good was... was poor not as bad as the game gears obviously but you know it was good to be able to play those games um on your tv yeah. and i enjoyed the mark the fact that you, you know having a i sold my master system before really having a mega drive properly which was a mistake in hindsight um but i would be nice to play those games on the on the mega drive but you, you mentioned the menacer then uh, the what menace. light guns in the 16-bit era went from being like the, the, the zapper and the mars system whatever the hell it was called I can't remember now. Twat blaster. You know, <laughs> they looked pretty much the same, right? One was black and one was orange and gray. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, they looked phaser pretty much the same. or something. Yeah, like yeah, phaser, I think it was. And then in 16-bit times, uh, it just went mad. Menacer, so Menacer was, was like a what, It was three, like six, three was Three or six, parts. Three. So you could have a double scope and you could have a pistol bit and yeah. then extension on the end. And the SNES had the super scope. scope, which was a bazooka. A fucking bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a light gun? No, we're Nintendo. Let's do a light bazooka. It's yeah, shoulder sure, mounted. Sure, why not? Uh, that seems to be like an inversion of the like the arms race at Sega and Nintendo. Yeah. Like you could see Sega going, no, the artillery now, rather than just, you know, a weird assault rifle looking thing. They would have just advertised it had Sega done the super scope, the mega scope, the genoscope. <laughs> they would have just advertised <laughs> it with chance of USA. I, I love you. the name Menacer though. The, de- <laughs> the, the day that your GP pulls out the genoscope in your company, <laughs> <laughs> you're in the shit, mate. I tell you. The Mega Drive also had, and I do not remember the name of it, it had an early um, motion detection system. Uh, it did. It was called the Activator, I want Thank to. you. You could break the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, it was kind of octagonal, I yeah. suppose. Well, yeah, that's just so a failed circle. Um, <laughs> yes, there was a lot of tap for these things, and I didn't even mention the. I think it was called the activator. The, 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 you stood in the middle of it, and you punched it was, through, yeah. and it was terrible. It didn't really work. Um, there was also the. Um, we didn't get it here, but there was a satellaview, satellaview which was the modem was in yeah. the Japan. For yeah. the you could download games through it. It was, so, and there was live games. Or yeah. I, I, It's a bit hard for me to really get a grip on. Mega Drive um, had the Mega Net. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, such a meta And name. also the Mega <laughs> Answer, which was, which was online banking. Brilliant. Fantastic. Get me that now. You know, what <laughs> do I want to do today? the cartridge. Yeah, there you go. But, well, no, no, the Mega Drive didn't have a card slot, did is it? The Mars system did. Is that what the yellow button on EA cartridges was for? Yeah. Something related to your credit card. EA card, do you know Just what? contactless. Wasn't there a big thing about how um, Sega got pissed off because EA, like, Barry backup. Back, 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 
like back developed or like what, what's that term uh, reverse engineer reverse engineer uh, mega drive the, the rumor yeah, is something. that um they needed to use like the official designs or something yeah and ea just went nah reverse engineered it made their own co- made their cartridges, own cartridges their own shape the cartridges taller one and, and then stuff. there's the j carts wasn't there for oh, the j carts were fantastic micro scenes that was such oh, a, a, a what, do like you know people what? people are so obsessed with things being consumer unfriendly and stuff these days this that is, was one of the most purest consumer this friends is a whole this is meant to be played in this is a whole other category here i'm just going to write j cart um and i'm going to award mega drive five out of five i think there's zero out of five no, I think in this respect, that if the SNES could have done it, it would have done it. Oh, okay, five out of five. Yeah. Or if it would have done it, it would have but done it. But the SNES it. did have a much better multi-tap anyway. I four-player Bomberman. do not remember the SNES multi-tap. I remember there being one. I don't it was, remember what it was. It was an like L shape. I do remember Bomberman, yeah, yeah. Super Bomberman being... I had an EA oh, multi-tap so on the Mega Drive, so you plugged two bits into the front of the yeah. Mega Drive, and then it was four plugs for FIFA and whatnot. Um, so... Okay, so peripherals. I've added an extra category here. So we've gone up to out of 50 overall. That's a better score. Which is a better score than 45, isn't it? Um, so I've given J-Cart 5 out of 5 for both. That's fair. And yeah, peripherals. You know, the Mega CD had some great... I mean, you could play Snatcher on it, which for me was a big deal. 5 out of 5. Road Avenger. Road Avenger. <laughs> I can still think of the song, the opening song for Silphied? that. Sylphied was that. Sylphied was that one. Jurassic Park game. Which one was it? There was a Jurassic Park like adventure. Was it an FMV? Yes, like yes. Like uh, it wasn't really FMV, but you kind of moved the camera Scroll around the, slowly. The, the panels. Um, yeah, there were some good Mega CD games and a lot of really terrible ones. Um, the SNES. I mean, it did have Mario Paint, which, as you say you know, sustains to this day in terms of what people are doing with it. So that's five out of five. <laughs> and, and the Super Game Boy, of course. And the Super Game Boy, yeah. which enabled you to play Metroid 2 yeah. on your SNES. And Zelda. Prior to Super Metroid. Which Zelda. Was a, <laughs> whatever it was. A Link to the, uh, sorry, Link's Awakening. There we go. One of the weird, <laughs> which, was, which was based on, which you will know if you've been reading Waypoint lately. Uh, Every day, Effectively mate. based on Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah did not know that there you go I haven't been reading Waypoint well if you maybe I should if you search for Zelda Twin Peaks Waypoint the story will reveal itself Um, so the final category here um, with both consoles tied 45 out of 45 is which was cooler though which was cooler though I defer to the coolest person in the room Stephen W. Burns (laughs) for fuck's sake I was here I'm right here Ian yeah and that's why you don't get the vote you know what I think without uh injuring myself by sitting on this fence for too long to this discussion is that the fact that they were released so far apart and they were they were staggered in terms of the territories it, every time i think about the mega drive being a machine from 1989 in certain territories 88 i think in, um, it gives me a fear that Japan, i didn't really you know that well, the, the, it used to just be like oh i had it in my territory and then this was the whole thing i was saying earlier about how you would find out about how other territories operated and what they liked and the games that came out. But I think at the start, the Mega Drive had it all because it was up against the NES and the uh, Master System and whatever, and the Micros and the STs and whatever. Well, it was the NES that made Sega do it, really. Yeah, but I think that once, as we got into the, like, 93... Once the SNES, once the SNES got games like Doom, and I know Doom ran like shit, and in a in a window, and there was no texture mapping on the floors and the ceilings, and it's just impossible to play. But 
the fact that, from that. But yeah, we but, were really stupid back then. Yeah, exactly. So. And then there was Donkey Kong Country and uh, Yoshi's Island. And towards the end, there was this real push where maybe coolness isn't the right word, but desirability. Yeah. Is definitely well, that's you were like I can only get that there without putting a mushroom in this machine. Yeah, they 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 are contemporaries. They 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 are the ones that were in direct competition. And everything, but the gap between the Mega Drive and SNES's release was the majority of the Xbox's lifespan. Yeah, well, to give yeah, to put that into context, time. yeah, yeah you, the Mega Drive launched in October '88. The SNES didn't launch till November 1990. So over two years. Yeah, that's the majority of the original yeah. Xbox's lifespan. Yeah. An <laughs> entire Dreamcast. console. How long did Dreamcast last for? 20, 20 minutes. That's, yeah. all the, that's the crying internet hey, about you it could, while you they go, but Soul Calibur was what? good. Yeah, you but that wasn't finish, amazing 20 minutes. <laughs> you couldn't finish Shenmue in the time. Choo Choo Rocket was good, yeah, but you got it for free, so it wasn't a real game, were it? Uh, I'm being controversial. Does this work? The Mega Drive, <laughs> well, in a roundabout way, no. Um, so, I mean, the Mega Drive was discontinued in 99. The SNES, I didn't 99. know this, 1999. The SNES wasn't officially discontinued until t- 2003. Nice. Officially. Now, of course, people stopped making Nintendo's games. Nintendo's doomed, I mean, I mean, where the hell is the Vita today? I think that was discontinued. Hey, you leave the Vita alone. Several months ago. Don't um, make me fight you. So, so the Mega Drive launched first, but the, the SNES laughed longest, I suppose. Or laughed first, laughed longest, you know, 11 years to 13. Those are long times i would my my gut would go and this isn't based on any real facts my gut would go with the mega drive apart from having time on its side being there earlier was also the cooler one initially yeah but as things went on and people got to grips with the hardware and saw the games that were coming out for each respective format it became the story it became fact that the snares was <laughs> the better console street that it, 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 it was well. the console that had better games yeah, on street it Fighter. it was the console that wasn't just marketed right it was the console that yeah. had the actual things you wanted to play as well, on it. to me at least maybe where, no where, where i was living growing up at that point almost everyone had a mega drive because it was out earlier and then you'd have some snares infiltration namely by someone's older brother who I remember one of my friends, his older brother got it with Street Fighter 2. And then suddenly there was this, oh, and then it became, again, I don't think it's, I don't think ever think the machine was, I would say, cool in that regard. But suddenly the controller had more buttons. You could do, you know, this Mode 7 stuff for pilot wings. Mm. You couldn't see it. F-Zero. You know, use it elsewhere. And then when Street Fighter 2 happened, Suddenly, like in the Mega Drive version of uh, Mortal Kombat, for example, and I think uh, with Mortal Kombat, if you wanted to, oh, sorry, Street Fighter, if you wanted to choose between kicks and punch, you had to hit start. Yeah. Yeah. So, unless you had the six button pad, which nobody had. Come yeah. on, let's be honest, guys. Exactly. I, I did eventually have one. Is this when you turned 35? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was <laughs> last birthday week. Present. No, I actually did have, to, I had one uh, Mega Drive pad. Um, it was a third party one that was laid out like a SNES pad though. Yeah, I've got so that, that one. That right, I did. Like, it's by Competition Pro. It might be. I vaguely I remember that. It had blue and grey on it. But I think, yeah, the Mega Drive <laughs> had that early like storm of these, these games of the, the, could do arcade games or stuff that you'd seen. But that kind of faded a bit when the actual, Street Fighter 2 came over and I remember reading old uh, games magazines recently for something I was doing and I read Megatech which I loved which was a, a Mega Drive ma- uh, magazine and in the letters pages it was when Street Fighter 2 coming over and like because of a licensing deal it's probably never going to happen so in Special Champion Special Edition Champion. which is probably it's the weird best green blue cover yeah you know, logo, happens sorry. 
uh, you're like, okay. And then the sound is just terrible. But it's Street Fighter 2 in the same way that SNES Doom was Doom on your SNES. You can now play... Uh, you know, Street Fighter 20 Mega Drive. But I always, I think that as soon as the, as the years start accumulating, as we got into 93, I think Nintendo had it. And then they would just start smashing out all of these games that couldn't be done elsewhere. So really, yeah, it's a tie. Like, Sega definitely wins the early part of it. And this is borne out, but this bears out in the, uh, in the sales, I think, when Nintendo just go and just hit a tear right at the end. Uh- I would go with a different fighting game analogy and that would be Mortal Kombat to kind of sum up the whole thing, being the original Mortal Kombat. Blood on one and then... Yeah, the the Mega Drive game is genuinely a better game and it's not just because of the blood. It runs faster, it controls better. It's yes, they're missing a button. And And the SNES energy bars are fatter. The SNES one is so (laughs) slow and horrible to play and your inputs, there's so much input lag on it. It just, it's borderline unplayable and not just in an internet hyperbole sense. But then as soon as the reins were off and they let them, you know, do what they wanted to do with Mortal Kombat or when they got used to it and they let them put the violence in and everything, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat just trounced the Mega Drive version. Yeah. They were just like, oh, by the way, we can do this. Yeah. And that that's, to me, a nice... Um, a nice yeah. metaphor for the the, the war between <laughs> I them think two. So too. Yeah. Early early victory, early early uh, body work from the Mega Drive there, but then the SNES just gets <laughs> itself back up, gees itself up, and smacks it in the face. I've lost it. I don't I, know what I, I'm saying anymore. I'm putting a five here. Yeah, I think what I, I think what we and were both saying here. was a five for both. So what we've ended up with? Can we do some math? <laughs> it's fifty. Plays fifty now. I didn't want to leave this podcast without having a winner. And there's only one way to decide. Is that a coin I see? There's a toss of a coin. Are you going to flip this into an arcade perfect? Now, the only way to really, truly land on a verdict (laughs) of which is better, SNES or Mega Drive, is to toss this coin. It's a 10 pence piece. (laughs) It has lines on one side (laughs) and the queen's turtly neck. The Queen's on the, braying the waffly. It's a now. 2015 coin. The Queen's gawking now, jaw. I'm going to say head snares, tails mega drive. You would, wouldn't you? You've weighted that coin. Well, I, no, I haven't. Like someone else can flip it. If they no, want. you're the moderator. Come on okay. now. Well, listen. This is how we're deciding it. Which one did I say was heads? The SNES. The SNES wins! What do you mean it landed on its side? <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Congratulations, Nintendo. The company they that can has... They finally rest. Yeah, they can rest easy knowing. Tom Kalinske somewhere going, what? <laughs> the toss of a coin. <laughs> and the Miyamoto toss of a coin. just sat up in the middle of the night and went, huh, what's going on? Something wonderful has happened. <laughs> which, I, which I suppose is lucky, really, because, you know, the SNES Mini is coming out. Yeah, and if yeah. It, if that coin toss had gone the other way, no one would have bought it. It would have been canned. They just they the probably SNES just got like, mini, you know what? No one's interested. If we'll if, probably get rid of this. If that was just coming out as another one of these retro consoles that had a bunch of games on it, you could plug it into a modern TV and play it. It would be fine. The fact that it has such a great selection of games, it would be fine. The fact that it has Star Fox Two is a masterstroke. Yeah, that is a wonderful thing to do, and I've waited Even far too long one. for it. But it is. I'm we gonna, did, yes, Steve and I were talking earlier on how we both pre-ordered one, and that is not something that happens. I have one coming as a birthday present. There you go. My birthday is in a couple of weeks, and it won't be out for months. But just before we do wrap up, though, 
if there was a proper Mega Drive Mini plug-in console like we're talking about here, not this 80 games, some weird plucking of whatever you can get your dirty hands on. Here's Comic Zone for the 18th time. What what would what would be on it from what we've discussed? What what would be on a Mega Drive Mini? Sonic Two, Streets well, of Rage Two. They probably bundled the first three. Then you'd have Streets of Rage. One, two, I'd three. Say, I'd put Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage Two and three. Yeah, three more with the, the kangaroo. More for the novelty factor than anything. I yeah. like the and robotic. Man. It's very no, hard. Pensioner. It's very hard. Um, I Splat think House Two and Three. <laughs> there, there would have on the to. Namco thing that's coming. Up. I love Splat. My my great grandmother bought me a copy of uh, of Splat House Two. <laughs> she didn't know what yeah, she was doing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the very opening, just smashing. Is this a hockey wall. game? Yeah, yeah. He's um, the, he's mad. <laughs> I think there would have to be a specific Virgin Interactive section for Absolutely. their oh, Disney games, for like their FOM gym, for even like for it. Cool Spot things like Virgin yeah. did make that, didn't they? Like, Everything they did was, yeah. all right, maybe not classic, but good enough at well, the very least. I mean, least. we've seen with this NES, this NES sorry, um, Mini, that there are other, you know, not first-party studio stuff. You know, you've got Secret Amanda on it, which is terrific, you know. And there's Konami stuff on there as well. Yeah, Konami made great games. I mean, you'd have to have Rocket Knight Adventures on, yeah. a, on a Mega Drive Mini or a Genesis Mini. Uh, um, Guardian Heroes, not Guardian Heroes. The other Gunstar, one. Heroes. Gunstar Heroes. So Treasure, so Treasure made that. They yeah. made Dynamite Heady mm-hmm. as well. Um, Revenge of Shinobi would have to be in there definitely yeah. every three. single Alex Kidd game even the ones that didn't come out on Mega Drive I mean Echo would be in there obviously it, have we said Sonic I mean going back to what Probably. I said before it is overrated trash but what's it still the, deserves to be there what's the fighting game oh so not fighting game it's a like a side scroller where the big foot comes down and you have to you play like a like a kind of robot dude I want to say Ranger X but I'm not sure that's it and then the like, first level boss is just a foot of some oh, gigantic unseen beast. Is you, it where you build your robot at the something, start? Yeah, between each level. Yeah. And Desert Strike. Oh, we'll Desert Strike. EA. That, was EA something, yes. that was something that I did on the little comparison video thing. Yeah. The SNES version is tripe. It runs so slowly and that is a game that just thrives on I speed. And the theme so tune. Good. Just run that. Run that. Play so the the theme, I'm going to play you this oh, after. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play you this theme tune. The difference between Urban Strike's theme tune on the Mega Drive and SNES is ridiculous. <sighs> All the Strike games, including Soviet and Nuclear, even though they didn't come out on those consoles. <laughs> they didn't. And, fi- and Future Thingy, Future Cop. It's, it's 10 to 8. It's, it's so pub- late Ian, now. It's pub time now. It's so late now. I just, I love um, the strike games. So this podcast has been about the strike games, yeah? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, Desert Strike was amazing. Desert Strike Jungle so strike was massively. Now, Jungle so Strike was great. Urban Strike, I think, is not necessarily underrated, but certainly overlooked. It was a very <laughs> Ian, good that, game. Oh my goodness. That was Alistair Campbell right there. <laughs> it was fantastic. I'll be stealing that. I was one. going for more, more for, a part, <laughs> going for a partridge element, but you know, was I'll so take partridge. it. That was beautiful. Where can people find you on Twitter, Serious Face? Uh, Ian in the future and check out my YouTube channel which is uh, I don't know what it's called Dransfield Ian, it's Bransfield Bransfield it's Ian Dransfield I see who even knows oh Steve you can find me at, at the Steve Bernio there you go and you can follow Waypoint at Waypoint you can follow Waypoint on Facebook come and like us at Waypoint Vice go to waypoint.vice.com for the site proper where all of this stuff podcasts videos articles us just talking nonsense links to the forum we have forums and everything uh you can forum forums forum singular with other one forum one forum with many 
different threads in it. Um, you can subscribe to this UK podcast on well anywhere you want to, really, iTunes, any of those sort of places. And uh, do check out Ray- Waypoint Radio. That's available twice a week, Monday and Friday. The next Waypoint UK podcast is July 27th. It is fortnightly. I still have no idea what will be happening then, but it will not be SNES versus Mega Drive, which, as we have determined, SNES wins. So, sorry, Sega. There's a reason why all of your shit went south, and it's because of this happening in the future. <laughs> Retroactively. The science came it's like it. the no idea. Idea. <laughs> science. It's like the Terminator or the Fly or anything where time travel is involved. Chrono Trigger. You didn't put Chrono Trigger on the, on the Mega Drive. That was the problem. Um, so I'm going home failing. now. Turn this thing off. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.